Good morning. My name is Alex Barney, and in two weeks I will be graduating from Milburn High School. <laughs> My family and I first came to Calvary back in September 2012 as I was entering eighth grade. We were looking for a new uh, church home, and one weekend, my mom said that we should attend Calvary on Sunday morning. At the conclusion of the service, we were greeted by Matthew as we exited. We introduced ourselves, and Matthew smiled and uh, welcomed us with open arms. We all felt very much at home, at, and Calvary has been a part of our lives ever since. During the spring of eighth grade, I suffered a severe broken arm while playing hockey. It required hospitalization and surgery. My mom called the church office to let everyone know about my situation. We were soon visited by members of this church and by Matthew, who continually provided his support and positivity. I think we all knew then that this was a special place. I have been fortunate enough to be an active part of this church and parish life here. I was confirmed in 10th grade. My sister and I went to California with our confirmation class and experienced many of the amazing things that this place has to offer. The trip really helped open my eyes as we visited the missions, and since then, I've been enthralled with the beauty of California and hope that I'm lucky enough one day to go work there. During my five years here, I've served as an acolyte and an pastoral assistant. Through these activities, I have learned about many things about compassion and have gone on to work at the connection and help out kids who uh, have special needs and uh, other sorts of disabilities. And it's really helped open my eyes and broaden my horizons. Along with that, I've gone on bridges runs with the church and helped out those who are less fortunate than us. In preparing to speak uh, with you today, Nate asked us to consider the ver uh, verses in Acts in which the Holy Spirit fills the disciples before uh, they leave their homeland and travel to faraway places. This is, of course, very fitting, as all of us speaking today are preparing to leave our homes begin and begin our independent lives at college. In August, I will be attending Rochester Institute of Technology, where I am enrolling in the Bachelor of Science program in computer science. I'm really excited about going, but of course, it is a big change, and leaving my home and everything I've known is also a bit unnerving. But my life so far has gotten me prepared to take this step, and my life here at Calvary and our learning about the life of Jesus have provided me with a moral compass which can be summarized by the popular phrase, what would Jesus do? I know that whenever I am faced with a moral question or an important decision, I have a solid ethical baseline from which I can analyze my situation and proceed accordingly. This is probably the most important lesson I have learned in my 18 years. And for that, I would like to thank all of you and Matthew and all of the clergy. And I especially want to thank my family. My family has always been there to support me through everything. Lastly, I would like to thank everyone here at Calvary for leading me through my high school years and every step of the way. For that, I'm eternally grateful.
Thank you. Good morning. My name is Eloise Byrne, and I'm currently a senior at Milburn High School. This fall, I will be attending Dartmouth College. My great aunt gave me my first Bible in elementary school. It was probably the biggest book I had at that time in my life. I remember trying to read it at night, but it always ended with some questions instead of answers. I would say to my dad, well, who is God? And Jesus, who is he? Who are all of these people? Questions that, of course, he tried to answer, but with every answer, I only seemed to find more questions. I remember kneeling in the pew after communion with my family, folding my hands and closing my eyes only because it was what my parents did. I would inch one eye open and look around thinking, what are they all doing? Until I decided it was acceptable to sit back down in the pew. I don't exactly remember when, but one day something changed. I no longer sat silently in the pew pretending to pray. In other words, I found God. I thanked God for all of my blessings and tried to talk to him every night before I went to bed. Sometimes God didn't answer my prayers. In sixth grade science class, I always said a quick prayer before we were handed a pop quiz, but God didn't always deliver on those requests, although I think that was more my fault than it was his. But whether or not God answered my prayers in the way I wanted him to, he was always there. The day I came to understand that there was someone else there, always watching me and protecting me, was when I started to grow. I found comfort knowing that even when things weren't going well, even when I felt I had no one to talk to, God was still there. When I went through a stressful period of the college process in December, I remember thinking, why? Why did God do this to me? Once I realized that my future acceptances were beyond my control, I put my trust in God. I knew he had a plan for me. I told myself that there was a reason for everything and that God put me through this stressful period because he knew I could handle it. I told myself that God wanted me to struggle and that I would stay strong for God and for myself. During these tough periods, I found comfort not only in my prayers, but in coming to Calvary. Since freshman year, when my family arrived at Calvary, I felt nothing but warmth from the parish and its ministers. I was, of course, intimidated when I walked into my first confirmation class not knowing anyone, but I was happily surprised with the friendly welcome I received. I realized that even though we all come from different towns, schools, and families, we all have one poignant similarity. We share the same love and faith in God. This notion is echoed in today's reading from Corinthians, which explains that we all share the same spirit who gives us the gift of wisdom, knowledge, and faith. Yes, we all have different wisdom and knowledge, but it all comes from the same spirit. In a world today that is increasingly diverse, it is unifying to remember that there is a cohort who trusts in God. My belief and understanding of God's existence has been a huge part of the person I have become today. I cannot thank Calvary and the ministers here enough for activating that faith within me and helping me to understand it. Hi everyone, my name is Inherit Healy and I'm currently a senior at Summit High School and will be attending Vassar College next fall. 
I want to begin by talking about a little spring cleaning I did a couple of months ago. It was the day before I was supposed to return to school after having a week off. I was still procrastinating on doing any of my homework. It got to the point where I would do literally anything to avoid opening my backpack and facing reality, and that included cleaning my room. I started with the usual, clearing up what was on the ground, vacuuming, dusting, getting rid of old clothes. Then it got more in-depth, emptying out my closet and my desk, and completely discarding everything I no longer needed. That was when I came across a small silver object. I brought it with me today. Written across it was the word FAITH in all capital letters. I turned over the other side and it read, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible for you. Matthew 17.20 At first, I struggled to remember when I got it and where it originated from. But then I started to focus more on the words and was able to at least remember why I decided to keep it. It had a simple message that could be easily forgotten in anyone's day-to-day -day routine. That any amount of faith is enough to get you through even the toughest of situations. But in those situations, sometimes it's hard to find faith within yourself. Which is why being a part of this church has meant so much to me. It's become a place I can turn to and has continually supported me. However, this wasn't always so clear to me. Initially, church felt like more of an obligation rather than a choice. My parents made my brothers and I go to Sunday school and then the following service, and we would always have our crayons ready to color all over the pamphlet, using the pew as a table, oblivious to what was going on around us. Then, as I grew older, it was all about being an active member of the church. This meant singing in the choir, being a torchbearer, and going to youth groups that I could be confirmed. Although the choir and gym literal were always welcoming and kind towards me, I still didn't understand why I was going to church. The major, turn, the major turning point was sophomore year when I traveled to the South with the other confirmands and retraced the steps of the civil rights movement. While the trip itself was educational and made an impact, the greater influence was learning more about the people I was with. I spent so many services sitting in the pews ignorant of who they were, and it was on this trip that I realized the community I was missing. I saw a different side of Matthew, one that pronounced two chains, a rapper, as two chanze, and he became someone I could joke with as well as a mentor. I also grew closer to Chris Ritiker, whose infectious energy and generosity never went underappreciated. After that trip, my perspective changed. I started looking at church as a community, one that shares many interests but also celebrates diversity. In times of need, it pulls together and prays for one another. When Hurricane Sandy struck, I helped serve dinner to those who had no power. Hundreds came for the warmth that Calvary provided, not just through home-cooked meals, but also through conversations with strangers. Also during the holidays, a Thanksgiving dinner is always served to anyone who comes, and gifts are donated to families in need at Christmas time. It's hard to define faith unless you Wikipedia it, in that case it's not as tough. But for me, Calvary was a prime example of it. It's having trust in, any, in someone or something. It means not allowing others to feel hopeless and alone. And Calvary has never failed to have faith in anyone, including myself. And I finally realized that it is a place I can have faith in as well. I've come to genuinely enjoy spending my Sunday mornings here, whether as a Eucharistic minister, cross-bearer, reader, or just sitting in the pews with my family. And when faith and religion are so personal, intangible, and hard to delineate, Calvary allowed me to discover them for myself. I'm still unsure if I understand them completely, but I think that's okay since my journey isn't over yet just because I'm going to college. 
going to a new place, I'm not going to be sure of myself all the time, and I'm definitely going to make some mistakes. But I'll at least know that I'll at least know that I have somewhere I will always be welcome back to and people who believe in me. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Olivia Land, and in six days, I am graduating from the Morristown Baird School. My earliest memory of Calvary Church involves me committing a sin. Well, it wasn't a sin so much as a technical oversight. I was seven years old and a few months away from making my first Holy Communion at St. Teresa's Catholic Church around the corner. In the Roman Catholic tradition, a child's first communion is their most important rite of passage, the crux of which rests on the fact that the new communicant has never taken the body or blood of Christ before. None of the pomp and circumstance seems to have phased me, however, because when the rector knelt in front of me for communion, I helped myself not only to the bread, but to the wine as well. Feeling satisfied and very grown up, I sauntered back to my pew, only to realize later the mistake I had made. Thus began my journey at Calvary Church. Ten years later, Part of me wonders if the memory of my early wrongdoing inspired the enthusiasm with which I dove into Calvary's youth program the following year. With my communion now sanctioned by both Anglican and Catholic authorities, Sunday school became a highlight of my weekend. The teachers allowed my fellow classmates and I to assume ownership over our spiritual education, going so far as to let us write a play in which God communicated with his people via Blackberry. From the classroom on the second floor of the parish hall, my class and I resembled the disciples in the reading from Acts we heard this morning. Together in one place, Bible stories and songs about David in the lion's den became divided tongues of fire, filling us with the Holy Spirit and teaching us to relate to God in our own languages. If Sunday school was a cozy haven of playful learning, however, the transition to evening youth group was a wake-up call. Developing my personal faith, I found out, was a lot harder than stacking Legos. If anything, the process is more like Jenga, as we try to determine which elements of our experience resonate with us without destroying the structure entirely. Luckily for me, the adult mentors in Rite 13 and later Journey to Adulthood understood the game perfectly. Like the message we heard in 1 Corinthians, these individuals instilled in me the value of exploring my own varieties of gifts both within the church community and out. Such genuine appreciation for the innate differences in all of us, not just as inevitabilities, but as gifts, is woefully lacking throughout life, but particularly as we grow up. As a result, youth group meetings became my safe space, where I could talk, listen, laugh, and feel like myself, even in the presence of others. Looking back, those hours spent with my peers and our adult mentors were some of the most important moments of my middle and high school experience. I will never forget them, and I thank them. If my youth group community could relieve me of youthful self-consciousness, one thing it couldn't quite conquer was teenage fickleness. Indeed, for everything I just said about my experience with Rite 13 and J2A, I also have to be honest and admit that I did not always want to go. Some weeks, stress or laziness dwarfed my desire to talk about God, and I lamented the moment the clock struck 5 p.m. As Jesus said in today's gospel, however, those who are thirsty should go to him and fast. 
to that end, I always came home from youth group happier than I had been all day. My spiritual thirst quenched just in time to start a new week. So if my very first morning at Calvary taught me the importance of listening in CCD, then my experience since instilled in me the importance of spiritual health. As cliche as it sounds, we all need soul food as much as we need real food. Today, I know there are many ways I can satiate my inner self, from yoga to journaling to, yes, church. And while our sacred journeys are never ending, they're infinitely fulfilling, and I would never have set out in the first place if not for my education here at Calvary. I want to end today with another line from today's gospel, in which Jesus declares, out of the believer's heart shall flow livers, rivers of living water. For most of us, believing in God, in those around us, or even in ourselves is hard. To believe requires vulnerability and to surrender to the forces that be, to actions that seem increasingly incompatible with 21st century life, where it is easier to succumb to negativity. There is an essay by Joan Didion titled Holy Water, in which the author marvels at the ease with which she could flip a switch and shut off the water supply to Southern California. Didion doesn't pull the switch, but so many of us do inside of ourselves, closing the dam that is our hearts to the currents of the Spirit's potential. As Jesus said, however, it is only once we open ourselves to possibility that our hearts are flooded with the goodness of Christ. There are many lessons from my years at Calvary that I am carrying into the future, but for now I am using this one to guide the next phase of my personal journey. I do not know where the coming years will take me, but I want to thank the Calvary Church community for showing me the importance of keeping my heart open and for supporting me in the story so far. Thank you. Good morning, Calvary community. My name is Sophie Mastrangelo, and I'm a senior at Kent Place School, also a longtime member of the Calvary family. For as long as I can remember, I've spent my Sundays learning in a parish house classroom, serving on the altar, or residing in a wooden pew. Throughout my years here, I, observe, I have observed many things. However, the one that sticks out the most to me is the inclusive, collaborative, supportive, and welcoming spirit of Calvary Church. Similar to the ways in which the Holy Spirit allows a diverse group of Parth Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and more to discuss God's deeds in their own native languages in today's reading from Acts, Calvary Church also unites a diverse group of people through the Holy Spirit who otherwise would maybe have never met, spoken, formed friendships, understood differing opinions, or grown together. In my own experience here, I have made friends, found mentors, and looked up to new role models. Calvary has been a home for me to grow up, explore, and learn in, as I know it has also been for countless others. This church provides a place for people to come together, support one another, worship, enjoy, and find themselves through Christ. No matter one's gender, age, ethnicity, views, or orientation, Calvary is a place where all types of people can come together and find common ground through appreciation and observance of God's deeds. People are able to communicate in unique ways that have no similar parallel anywhere besides the church. As I reflect on my childhood and teenage years going into my high school graduation this afternoon, I think fondly of Calvary, their services, and the church, but most of all, I will remember the people I have met. Thank you all for being a member of this community. I will miss you next year as I embark on the next chapter of my life at the University of Virginia. However, I know I will always have Calvary to come back to. I am at a time in my life where it feels like everything is changing, 
but I know that Christ's spirit and love is everlasting. As Peter says in Acts 2, 1 to 21, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. As long as I have my faith, friends, and family, everything will be all right. Thank you.